Ladies and gentlemen, the captain of the 2021 British and Irish Lions Tour to South Africa is... Alan Wynne-Jones, oh, huge congratulations. Obviously very, very proud, very privileged. The names that have gone before and what those players have achieved uh, in this jersey and obviously for their respective home nation. Alan Wynne-Jones, the third Lions tour in a row, which is captained by a Welshman. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. They thought it might not happen or that it might be here or even Australia, but the Lions Tour to South Africa is going ahead and the squad's just been named. Led by former Wales coach Warren Gatland, captained by Wales captain Alan Jones, and including 10 players from the Wales team, which has just won the Six Nations title. The squad was announced on the day former Wales and Lions captain John Dawes, the only man to lead the Lions to a winning tour in New Zealand, was laid to rest. Tour manager Jason Leonard started by paying tribute. A sad loss for rugby in general, but especially club, country and the British and Irish Lions. He's a Lions legend and our thoughts go to him and his family at this time. So I, I spoke to him over the years a number of times, just a very quiet, decent guy who loved his Lions experience. Couldn't speak high enough about the Lions. It was, it was one of his pinnacles in his career in that aspect. And he's everything that a Lion would want to aspire to. Legend is used quite a lot in all sports now, but he truly is a Lions legend. If you look at the props in particular, there are a few there that maybe a few months ago people wouldn't have expected to see in the squad. Wynne Jones, Sander Fagerson. How do you assess the front row options? The coaches have, have had a, a tough balancing act because obviously you've got players with reputations that I think Warren said at one point has got a bit in the bank and stuff like that. But you've got to pick on form as well, as much as you can on form. And I think these players have come through some of these games of late where, dare I say, some other players, and not just the front row, I'd say across the whole squad, where some other people have missed out. And all you want to do as a, a player is play well enough to give these coaches, these selectors, an absolute headache and make sure you, uh, you make the squad. And 37 players expanded, but still two games a week. That's going to be a lot of doubling up. It's going to be pretty tough. What do you say about the schedule and how are you going to try and mitigate that? The extra player helps. And also you have a look at with the selection that's been announced today, there's quite a few players that can play dual positions as well, which is a huge, a huge benefit to us. And Back in my playing day, being able to play loose head and tight head, I found that that was a benefit to the team as well. Now you've got players who can play back row, can play all three positions in the back row, can play back row and second row. And I think that flexibility is going to be required in, in taking on the world champions because you are going to get injuries. You are going to get knocks. We're playing against one of the most physical teams in the world. So for us to think that we're not going to pick up injuries is ridiculous. So, but you've got to manage that. You've got to deal with that. And I, I see that extra player as being part of that solution that we've got cover there. So I, I think it's a, a huge benefit to the Lions. 
So let's hear from the captain, Alan Wynne-Jones, fresh from leading Wales to Six Nations success. Yet another accolade for the world's most capped player, who also became the first Lions captain to be unveiled by hologram. More on that in a bit. But first, how did he feel about being named? A bit surreal, if I'm honest. I had the call from Gats on Sunday. Um, he asked the question whether I'd lead the, the tour party. And yeah, I accepted and I find myself here today. I think um, a lot of people are obviously relieved with the naming of the squad. They'll obviously be disappointed few out there. But on a personal level, hugely privileged to be in this position to talk to you today. Given everything that you're going to be facing off the pitch as captain, do you think your role will be harder this time round than it ever has been for a Lions captain before? I don't know. I'm sure we'll find out. But you could say the same for the Welsh captaincy. Coming from the end of the lockdown into a Nations Cup, into a Six Nations, chuck a, a pretty high grade MCL injury in there as well. So it's been a, a wild few months, if, I, if I'm honest, either side of that. So coming into this and having the, like I said, jeopardy and not knowing and the uncertainty just to get going um, and have everything announced is is good to have the ball rolling. And then there's a certain amount of challenges that we face, like I say, before we even we go on to the, uh, the training paddock. But it's a great question. It's one we're going to we'll soon find out the answer to. And talking of that injury, when you had it, we weren't sure if you'd be back in time for the start of the Six Nations. And many people thought if you missed the Six Nations, came back during it, that might be your Lions chances gone. Sitting there now, is that the sort of thing, this the role that inspired you for that quick return from injury? First and foremost, I, I wanted to get right to get back with the Ospreys because we hadn't featured since the end of the 2019. Um, you know, we, we went straight into that lockdown after the end of the 2020 uh, Six Nations. And I, I played the, the four games before the Nations Cup and then missed the Christmas period. Yeah, I was trying to get back before, if I'm honest, to play for the Ospreys and made it to the first game of the Six Nations and went pretty well. I've been able to feature for the Ospreys since, but my focus was was the Ospreys and Wales. Um, Lions was obviously pretty much determined on you know your, your club form to play international and then your international form. So I was fortunate I didn't need the operation and uh, was able to feature, like I say. To go on one tour is one thing, but this will be your fourth and back to South Africa. Yeah, and where I started in many ways. You know, obviously I was young, pretty green going on that tour. I've been on a, a few since then. And we obviously go into the home of the, the current holders of the Rugby World Cup. So it's a, it's a massive challenge with, you know, certain obvious challenges off field that we have to face along the way. But it's one I'm sure we'll all be, we'll, we'll be relishing. There's a bit of season to finish for a lot of teams. Uh, and then we obviously come together on a messy Monday and have those uh, two weeks in Jersey. Modern times, weird times. How did it feel to be a hologram? Um, it was akin to a bit Star Trek. I think we was just waiting for Mr. Dr. Spock to turn up as well. But, uh, you know, this is what we're facing at the minute and it had to be done that way. But, uh, yeah, just happy to be part of it today. Ten of Wales and your teammates are, are going, including yourself. Some big names going, some big names not going. How do you feel for those on either side? Oh, it's very difficult. Obviously, there's always big name omissions. I think the fact that so many people had responded to the, the initial contact and wanted to go showed the appetite uh, in the current climate is still there from players. Um, it's definitely there from fans. I don't really want to talk too much about the, the players uh, that haven't been selected out of respect for them, but obviously they'd be disappointed. We need to be very clear in the fact of the, before the plane takes off, the, the squad could still change with obviously, like I said, the domestic rugby that has to carry on. And I'm sure everybody that, that said they're available will be ready and raring if, if the call has to come because of um, any changes. 
John Dawes was laid to rest. He's, he's arguably one of the greatest Lions captains, you know, almost to the uh, 50 uh, years to the day that, that the Lions went out on their tour. Thoughts on the connection and how fitting it is that you've been named captain today? Yeah, obviously, I think he led the tour in 1971. You become a Lion and you you joined, you have that custodianship of, of Lions rugby. Uh, the home nations become linked and it happens every four years and has done for a long, long time you know, to be added to a, a list of Captains is synonymous with the, the tours they've gone before. It's surreal. John Dawes is being laid to rest today and it's hugely significant for me. Talk to me about how your friends and family, uh, you know, I bet, bet your phone's been going off, a proud moment for you all. Yeah, very much so. Um, I kept the initial news pretty close to my family for obvious reasons and, and across the gats. Like these things, these days, they, you know, the, the rumour mill starts and it's been going a while anyway, but obviously since gats has told me it's sort of, the hype is, uh, and, the, and the snowball has started rolling. The last 24, 48 hours has been uh, pretty interesting, um, but it's nice to be out there and named with a squad and just hugely proud to be able to represent my family and have all the support that they've given me over the years. The Six Nations, perhaps unexpectedly, perhaps in some circles, one of the most exciting for, for years in terms of games, tries scored in very tough circumstances. Um, how much of a balancing act is it in terms of maintaining that mindset and I suppose the brute force needed to win a series in South Africa. Yeah, I think um, you look at the Six Nations in a whole and how competitive it, it was, you know, it's reflected in the, in the squad selection, I feel. Um, yes, there was a lot of expansive rugby played out as well and the tries showed that, but it comes from somewhere, it comes from set piece, it comes from uh, go forward and it's Sometimes the higher up the tree and the more elite and high, more professional the game gets, the simpler it gets as well. You look at the South African style of play in uh, the Rugby World Cup and how dominant they were at set-piece and uh, particularly a kicking game, etc. And that won them the World Cup. Um, a lot's been said, they haven't played a lot of rugby, but we're too well aware of how prepared they're going to be. I think focusing on ourselves, you look at a lion side hasn't come together for four years, so to a degree we're in a similar boat. But um, I think the Six Nations is, is very much reflected in the squad. And, you know, that element of physicality, intensity, I'm sure we'll train throughout. And, and Gats has been pretty candid in saying that from the outset. The odds are usually stacked up against any Lions tour, given the time, the constraints for countries coming together. I suppose Alan Wynn even more so this year, given the circumstances uh, that we find ourselves in. Yeah, very much so. I think not going to be shy in reiterating the, the privilege we have had to be involved in Nations Cup and Six Nations to you know to ultimately do our job that's carried on to the Lions the fact that we're going to be bubbled up we can turn into a positive and the fact of we can create that siege mentality we'll get to spend more time with each other we'll have less bases to so be able to have more recovery time so there's certain little wins from a logistical point of view we'll have as well and from a team point of view but obviously the jeopardy that we've we've faced or that the Lions has faced before naming the squad before even going are all things that make the tour itself more significant and obviously make the opportunity more, even more special this year. Alan Wayne, are you expecting South Africa to be playing a, a roughly similar style to what they would have been doing during the World Cup, considering they haven't had an opportunity yet to, to play since then and, you know, try out new things or try out new players? Would the homework you would have done from the World Cup be hugely, hugely important still? Um, I think many ways we'll be forced to do that because that was the last uh, bit of rugby we saw, I suppose. But also it's a dangerous thing to do as well. There's that element I said, we've got to focus on ourselves and prepare ourselves and, and the squad we have and get that cohesion. Uh, it's been disappointing that probably for us and the South African sides that they couldn't get involved in the, in the Rainbow Cup in the end. But 
you know, ultimately the, the major focus is going to be ourselves and getting our cohesion on. Obviously, we'll um, do any homework on what uh, rugby we've seen in the past. And as I alluded to, they got, we all know they're going to have a carry game and a set piece game. Obviously, the, they've got the um, the speed and the flair out wide as well, which they've demonstrated. And, you know, you look at the way some of their players have been playing domestically and, you know, they're going to be there or thereabouts. And if I could just ask one more as well, just to, to bring it back to yourself personally, would you ever have thought... 12 years ago when you were travelling to South Africa back in 2009, that this would be the, the first of four tours and you'd be a, a captain for one of them as well? I'd be lying if I said yes, but um, uh, I, I think there's uh, very few opportunities. You get to see and feel the romance involved in sport and potentially on, I felt a little bit of that today, but as has been said, the, the, the hard work starts now. What will you be expecting from them, taking into consideration the possibility of having fans in the stadium? If we could get some fans, I think it would be great for the game, first and foremost. It's hugely disappointing that highly unlikely we'll get travelling fans out there. This might change. I know it's high, unlikely, like I say, but that might. But you you look at the South African game and what it's built on, the success they've had, I think three World Cups. It's not a stereotype, but it's the way South African rugby is. A dominant set-piece game, kicking game, and, and that carry game. And, you know, irrelevant of how long they have or haven't played for, those things are a staple teams have traits that don't go and, and work and South Africa have definitely demonstrated that over years. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Yes, the basics of the challenge will be fairly obvious, but coach Warren Gatland revealed he's confident their preparation won't be cut back any further. We're pretty confident that we will have the eight matches they're still waiting to sign off the tour agreement finally. I think it's pretty close to that getting finalised, just the, the, the finer details of that, and then hopefully we've got the schedule. So, Can you just talk us through uh, your memories of the 2009 tour being forwards coach and how much the physicality of those tests have actually influenced your selection decisions yesterday? Quite a significant influence. So I think if we look back... Probably the last couple of tours in particular, definitely in 2017, the reduced number of games. So those tours were more matches. And in previous tours, you probably had two or three games where lesser opposition, so not quite as challenging. So you could probably rest players a little bit and have a little bit of a down week. But now it's just, it's just full on. But if I think back to 2009, we didn't play any of the South African players in the lead up to the the test match and so we'd run and played pretty well and, and had won those lead-up matches and we probably went on that first into the first test reasonably confident from where we were and then all of a sudden we came up against the test players in that first test and we got a little bit of a, a hurry up in terms of the physicality that they brought and looking the first half of that first test against South Africa we made changes in, in the second half and got back into the game and in the second test we made changes in our type five and it was, it was a close encounter. So, look, I've definitely learned from that experience. Probably the same thing's going to happen again is that South Africa will be in a bubble and we won't come across those players in those lead-up and those warm-up games before the Test Series. So, yeah, look, definitely past experiences and, and having played against South Africa on a number of occasions... Louis Rees-Amit has uh, lit up the Six Nations. He's the envy of many national coaches. How pleased are you that you're having him on tour and he joins the likes of uh, Halfpenny and Hogg as a 20-year-old something making his British uh, and Irish Lions debut? 
Yeah, it's pretty exciting for him, and I think it's his try scoring ability and his finishing. I don't think he's a finished article, and we've we've seen him improve during the, the Six Nations, and that, that's what's exciting about him as a, as a youngster. We think that going on tour, being around uh, the best players in the British and, and Ireland, he's going to continue to develop and get better, and so there's a huge amount of that potential. That's what's exciting about having someone someone like that, and so we're looking forward to having the opportunity to work with him and see him come on and, and in a position where there's you know lots of options and a lot of strength and depth. Uh, in terms of the eight Scottish players included, uh, how much of that is down to their performances for Scotland as opposed to having um, Scottish coaches as part of your team? Two big wins away from home against England and France is, for me, which was pretty important. Uh, just not get carried away by the influence of the Scottish coaches too much. It's about picking the best players. In 2009, we had Ian McGeekin. He's pretty Scottish himself, and I think we only took a couple of Scottish players to South Africa in 2009. So I'm absolutely delighted because it's, for me, I thought this is the closest six nations that I've seen, that five teams on the day are all capable of beating each other. And I think that's reflected in the balance between the nations in terms of the, the players that we have selected. So... I don't look at the national year or count the numbers up until we've finished finally selecting the squad. But you know, it's, it's pleasing that there is a balance and a representation, more representation from Scotland. It's something that I have stressed about it, but it's about them performing. And I think in the last couple of years, they've started to do that as a team, and and hopefully they continue to do that. And those players do come on tour and equip themselves well as Lions. The nature of these Lions squads obviously mean that big names miss out. From a Welsh perspective, this time, none more so than probably Jonathan Davis, man of the series in New Zealand, misses out this time, as well as Josh Navidi in the back row. Can you just touch upon those two, the thinking, how close they were and how difficult it was perhaps to leave those two out? Yeah, it's a a really challenging squad. I mean... Yeah, like you, you make a good point about players that have been left out and all the players that have been left out, if you select them, then you're going to get the same question from someone else about who's been left out. Uh, I've got a lot of time for Josh Navidi and he's had a sh- shoulder injury. He comes back in the middle of June. And for us, it was about looking at our loose forwards and picking a squad that we knew were, was going to get on the plane and be fit and have games under their belt. So... It was a really tough call, and for Jonathan Davies, yeah, he was playing during the World Cup with an injury and came back from that, and you know he's come back. He started to see some of his old form during the Six Nations, but probably taking him a, l- a little bit of time. And again, you know, it was a tough call from us. He was absolutely outstanding in 2017, but you know, this is four years later, and look, yeah, tough on them. But he's got that experience that the same as a number of players that. No doubt we're going to pick injuries up before we get on the plane to, to South Africa. We may get injuries out there and we've got players with experience who can you know, potentially be called up if that does happen. So it's trying to get a balance between taking a, a squad that's fit at the moment and knowing that's going to have some rugby and then players that, are, that we feel uh, can do a job for us, you know, particularly at this current time. How relieved are you that this tour is actually taking place, Warren. You know, we had a few hairy months earlier in the year, speculation it might not happen or it might happen here in the UK. And how relieved are you that it's happening, it's taking place, and and how hard is it going to be to kind of engender that usual Lions camaraderie, uh, what with, you know, what will be probably some quite strict COVID um, protocols over there? 
Yeah, there's been massive challenges. We've probably done four or five different scenario planning exercises. Looking at Australia was an option, the UK, the amount of games, South Africa, postponement, cancellation. Been through all those different scenarios. How do we handle being in a bubble? What happens if things do open up a bit more? So look, it's I think the rugby will be the easiest part that'll take care of itself. It's how do we mix the challenge up with all the other things that are going on and the most important thing for me is to get those things right, you know, particularly off the field and the safety of the players is first and paramount, the mental health of the players and, and being in those bubbles, being away from family. How do we make sure we stay connected with family and, and understand the challenge that creates? And, and if we get those things right and we can keep the players entertained and put things on for them, which some of the teams did during the autumn in the Six Nations and doing things that are a bit different with competitions within the camp, whether that's playing pool or darts or cards or playing casino nights or sing songs or quizzes or whatever. You know, we've got to be creative in that in that area and understand that you know, we, we'll probably continue with our singing and choir practice that we've done in the past, something that was successful for us. So those kind of things are something that we need to get right, you know, with a group, if we're in either before going to South Africa, you know, can we go out to a restaurant and, and take over the restaurant or maybe to a bar and, and do that safely. Are the players able to get out and go and play some golf on a day off and things or can they go fishing? I'll be you know, definitely guided by the medical advice and what things that we can do and, and the protocols. But yes, those are the challenges for us and if we get that right, we've got a good chance of doing well on tour. It's a selection that emphasises the all-round strength of the Six Nations this season. Scotland and Lions defence coach Welshman Steve Tandy is happy to see the squad look strong in his area. Speed, physicality, you look right across the group. I think there's points of difference in, in all the players and defensively you're going to need both. You look up front, they're going to bring definitely a massive physicality and try to probably a lot of what they'll do is try to get through us. But then you look at the... Back three, the, the fast tracks and things, there's going to be real pace as well. They're a smart team, they're a well-balanced team, so we know we're going to have to have both to undertake this type of series and, and hopefully get the result we want. Defensively, is there a more physical test at the moment than South Africa? No, I, I don't think it is. Um, you just look at the size of the players right across the world and around what they bring. And But I think when you look at the home nation teams, there's some physical beasts in, in around what we've got as well. So I think there's there's no bigger challenge, but that's ultimately when you're going to play the world champions, that's what you're going to expect. And they have got balance to their game as well with smart kicking, great back three. So, But I think when you look at our makeup, we, we feel we've got a, a real good blend to, to match up. How important was versatility in the selection? There are quite a few players who can appear in different positions. Look, I think it's ultimately it was about trying to pick what we perceived the, the, the best players to undertake the, the challenge that's come in. There's added value with a bit of versatility, but I think first and foremost is about what they bring, their point of difference to, to take on South Africa. And look, you've got absolutely top, top end players, world class, who, who can drop into different positions, which always helps on a tour that's... Well, the start of it is going to be pretty brutal, going sort of back-to-back games, midweek games. So that's going to really test us and we're going to need that little bit of versatility. But I think first and foremost is about getting the best players to, to fit how we want to undertake South Africa. You're a Welshman coaching in Scotland. How big a part did nationality and getting that balance right play in selection? It didn't. 
ultimately it's, it's the best fit that we felt to go and undertake the world champions it's, it's, it's come out as a, as a really nice balance I think but ultimately it was just about what we felt really suited to go and play South Africa and again there's lots of unbelievable players that have missed out as well but I think the way it brought up and unfolded it's been like I said a real natural balance into, into what should be a, an unbelievable tour. Like I know there's, there's going to be a lot of disappointed boys up there and I really f feel for them, but it's just, if there's games, just keeping themselves in ready because, like I said, there's, there's a lot of rugby to be played before we actually go on tour and then you look at the physical nature of the tour as a whole, then you've got Saturday, Wednesday games and things. It's, it's a pretty brutal tour, so yeah, just be ready because, like I said, and I suppose we're really fortunate with the home nations, the standard of players that we'll be, we're picking from, so... I think those call-ups will be made and we'll have great players to step in. So an exciting summer ahead. Plenty to report on in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until next week, goodbye and stay safe.